All right, we're back. We're back, man. TapsCon 2021, San Antonio. Man, we got a little bit of rain out there today. It was really nice. It's kind of been cool. Uh, and typically, when we come down here, it's hot. It's really hot down here in San Antonio. Uh, but it's been overcast, and now we got the rain today. But it's not stopping us from enjoying ourselves and mingling and, you know, getting a chance to talk with coaches, as I've said. And, you know, I, I got another guest on uh, right now that I want to talk about and learn a little bit more about him. I've known him for a couple of years. I've played him in a playoff game down there, I guess, maybe that was three years ago. I think so. Something of that nature. Uh, made that trip. Another Catholic school. We got Rich McGuire here. He's the head coach, head football coach at St. Thomas uh, in Houston. And, uh, man, welcome to the show, brother. Glad Thanks. you're here. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, so how long have you been at St. Thomas? I've been a head coach for four years. I was there previously for four years as an assistant. So all in, I've been there a total of eight, um, and this will be my fifth year coming up. Nice, nice. Well, you got a very strong program. You've done really, really good things there. But, you know, what I want to know is how what, well, how long have you been coaching total, though? God, I just did this math the other day. I think it's 26 years, something 26 like that. 26 years. Yeah. So did you always know you were going to go down this road, or how did how did it happen? Uh, odd story. I went to law school, and uh, <laughs> that was not the design right. to go to law school and then be a high school football coach. But, uh, you know, it's funny how the Lord works, you know. And yes. I was working in Champaign, Illinois, at the University of Illinois, and a, a secretary there decided I really needed to meet her husband. And her husband happened to be the head coach at a small school right outside of Champaign. I met him one time, and I was the defensive coordinator that night. And really, I can I can remember the story of our first game, my first game ever coaching. And the next morning, I came home, and my wife, we're sitting there having breakfast, and she looked at me and said, "You need to get certified to teach." And I looked at her like she was crazy. I was like, "I've got a law Doug degree." I, I, I'm, I'm not planning on teaching high school. She goes, you need to get certified to teach. And I said, why do you say that? She said, I've never seen you more happy doing what you were doing than last night. Oh, wow. So seemed like it was destined to be at that point. And then we ended up moving to Oklahoma for seven years. I was up there for seven years and, uh, and then moved to Texas, gosh, 16, 17 years ago now. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. It's always great to hear those stories. And I guess and now I need to know if you're like very legalistic with the officials and all that stuff, you you walk around with a big book and go to section twenty dot three dot c whatever it is. I and probably don't know the rules well enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those rule books I really never do- dove into to just try to read cover to cover by any means. So. Yeah, do you think you could ever be an official? I mean, really, that does a different type of breed. You know, we're on one side, we're coaching, and then I see what they do and what they have to deal with, whether it's with us, the coaches, or the parents. Players, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. It, it. it takes a temperament that I don't think I have. You know, I, I can't just constantly let things fall off my shoulder and say, no, no, big deal, no big deal, because I get too fired up, you know, oh, too yeah. competitive. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know, I, you know, it's not really about the officials, because I think they have to put up with a lot of stuff, and you do have to have I, – I don't know how you – grow up or how you fall into doing that maybe it's a calling like you know what happened to you that someone said man you need to do this try to make a difference in the game um but that is tough uh so which one do you think is 
tougher to hand, to handle to be a basketball official or a football official? Well, which, I don't know, man. Basketball's one tough. Basketball's tough because it, to me, it's the proximity, right? You're mm-hmm. right there, right next to the coaches <laughs> the whole time. And man, some of them basketball coaches get fired up. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll chase you down the court, and you can't get away from them. <laughs> in football, you, cut, you know, except for the guy on your sideline, they can get away from you. But, mm-hmm. no, those, those basketball officials got to have some tough skin now. Yep. So what do you think about the new rule change in football with the overtime stuff? So we, we played an 11 overtime game with Bishop Dunn a couple years ago. Wow. 11. Wow. Yeah. So you're seeing this in the way that it folded out. If we would have played it this way, I don't know that we would have got to 11. I mean, it's not very much different, but the new rule now is first uh, session is normal. Right. Put on 25, yep. you score, you don't, or whatever. Second one, you got You can still try to score a touchdown, but then you got to go for two. And then the third series is now it's automatically just go for two. Yeah. One I, play from the three. I, I think, you know, obviously, they're trying to do it for uh, injury prevention purposes because you've seen some of those games in college that have gone so long. You experienced one that went really long in high school. I'm sure the numbers aren't really out there because people don't keep track of it, but you got to imagine that injuries do happen when kids get tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just so I think it makes sense. Again, we'll see. You know, we'll see once we get out there and it actually happens, but um, – you know, I think it does make sense to kind of limit the number of plays that kids are playing at that point, especially because they're so tired. Um, puts a real emphasis on two-point plays. Well, yes. Now you got to have a, a big old long sheet uh, for your extra your extra plays. But so, do you think that says a lot about our sport now, though? That are we having more overtime games? Are people really bouncing out? Are the coaches? You know, coming more equal, or I think I think the problem is just like anything else, a, a, an eleven overtime game or the seven overtime game that was at Arkansas A and M or mm-hmm. something. Um, you know, something like that. It gets a lot of press, and so people are talking about it a lot. And then I guess the NCAA did this research where they came up and said, you know, a lot of injuries happen in overtimes. So I think it's all about you know what the media is covering, and the media is going to cover a multiple overtime games just because it was exciting. I don't know that we're seeing more overtimes. I don't think I am. I think I've played one overtime game in four years. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think it's really happening all that often. But I do understand the concept behind it, right? At least I understand the concept behind it. Some of these rules they put in there, and I'm like, what's this for? But <laughs> this right. one, at least I see the logic behind it. Yeah, that's true. And we've played it. I guess I've had more since I've been in John Paul. I mean, we went in overtime last year with – Parish, yeah, twice, you know, Preston Stone doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. <laughs> uh, but you know, it just, I, and I haven't been in that many. But you know, to go from, you know, playing an eleven, and then the next year going into another one, just like, oh my gosh, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So, um, so tell us about St. Thomas, the the school. So St. Thomas is a, it's a very historical. St- Institution. I mean, it was founded in 1900, um, so it's 121 years old, you know, knocking on 122. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been in the current location, which is you know, just, at, just outside of downtown Houston, since the 40s. They, they built that campus in the 40s um, and really hadn't expanded the footprint at all until recently. Um, so they, they purchased, they almost doubled the size of, of the campus. 
Oh, really? We got access to the property about a year and a half ago. Yeah, right before COVID. Uh, and so that's expanded what we're able to do. We've created a new weight room over there. We've got a new, new wrestling field. Room. Yeah, uh, we're getting a new baseball field, brand new Taj Mahal baseball field. Um, and as part of the baseball field negotiations, Coach Netzel was able to work in us getting new turf as well. So we're getting new turf on the football field and eventually a brand new baseball park. So it'll, it'll help a lot. But the school is obviously known for academics. It's a very strong academic school. Um, and baseball has been kind of the, the power of, of the school as far as winning championships and that sort of thing. Um, but we're trying. We're, we're just, you know, we just try to do what we can do and, and, and ex- really represent the Basilian Fathers in St. Thomas High School the best we can, both winning and how you win or how you lose, that's right? That's, that's, what, that's what Catholic education is about. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is definitely a, a very good school. Uh, if you guys are in the area, relocating to the area, you guys need to make sure that you look up to school because uh, the education that they do provide, the sports that they provide. And I, I see Netzel's up to his baseball stuff again. Mm-hmm. I know if he's working on some new <laughs> facilities, that baseball field is going to be right. right. I'll tell you yeah. that. It's going to be a Taj Mahal. I, <laughs> I can say it for you, Coach. Uh, I, know, I know him, and I knew uh, that that had to be happening. But, um, make sure that you guys visit them if you need to see them. What's the website of uh, your school? You know it offhand? It's uh, www.sths.org. There you go, sths.org. Uh, if you guys are looking for a place, if you're relocating to Houston or you just want to try something different down there, you know, give them a shout because we got a lot of great schools uh, in TAPS, uh, a lot of Catholic schools, non-Catholic, you know, whatever. You just need to check us out because uh, we're doing some really good things and Coach McGuire is doing great things with his program. Thanks. Um, it's a good education. Well. All of TAP schools provide a good education, and you get some pretty competitive athletics as well. I think people look down on TAPS a little bit trying to say that it's not as good as UIL. and Maybe we're not, but we're pretty good. Well, I mean, there, there's some players out, out there. You you know? Know, I think the trend is coming more and more of you know, high-profile athletes coming mm-hmm. through our organization. That's and, right. Um, you know, graduating with us and going on to play and big, making a difference in college and, and in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think we're becoming more prominent um, that way with attracting them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because of coaches like you who care about kids, who have great schools, that offer great educations. And, you know, um, so hats off to you, brother. Uh, we Appreciate do, it. We're matching up. Oh, yeah. Week two at in the first ever Catholic Bowl. Yes, sir. Uh, will be played at the Star in Frisco. Uh, it's going to be a good bowl-like, you know, Friday night activity, Saturday afternoon game. Yeah. Our kids are really looking forward to it. I mean, they're, they're really excited about it. And, again, it sounds like the organization is doing it right. You know, we're, we're going to spend some time up there, get to meet Rocky Blyer. You know, yes. I mean, it, kids don't even know who Rocky Blyer is. They will by then. <laughs> That's but, right. you know, They don't even know who he is. But, uh, you know, his story. And, and just to celebrate Catholic education, right? That's right. Catholic schools. Catholic education, Catholic football, you know, I think it's a great, especially coming out of COVID, I think it's, it's, it's appropriate that we honor it and talk about it because a lot of people are looking at it now. That's a lot right. of people are, after COVID, they're looking, ah, do I want to go back public or, you know. Mm-hmm. So if we can celebrate it and put it on TV or put it on the Internet or whatever it is, you know, we get a little publicity out of the thing, I think it'll be good. Well, all right. Well, there he is. Rich, thank you for your time. We do appreciate it very much. Appreciate you, George. And uh, 
I'll see you around the convention before we get out of here later okay. on today. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, brother.